Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. You're making a special week of programmes this week, Colin. Looking ahead to the new year, what's on your heart at the moment? Well, Christmas is behind us, and I trust that everybody has had a good, joyful uh, time celebrating the birth of Jesus, the wonder of the incarnation. But now we we have to focus on what lies ahead of us in the new year. It's going to be a challenging year, especially for those of us in this nation. There's going to be an election, an almost inevitable change of government. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of political upheaval. Uh, the world is facing all kinds of crises internationally. Uh, so uh, there's a lot going to be happening on the international front. But of course, what I'm concerned about principally is what God is going to be doing in the midst of all this upheaval by the power of his spirit. Uh, and I believe that for us as Christians, this is both a challenging and a very exciting time. Uh, I can only speak out of what God is saying to me personally and to us corporately in kingdom faith, because we believe that we're on the edge of something from God that is going to be exceedingly important, timely, uh, for such a season as this that God is more aware of the political, social upheaval that lies ahead, uh, even more than we are. And during my fairly long ministry, I've, I've um, always been aware of how God is ahead of the situation, that he knows what is coming because he knows the end from the beginning, and he's always preparing his people for the challenges that lie ahead. And there's a lot in Scripture about being ready, being prepared, being on the watch. And that, um, in, in a number of different ways, we're, for example, we're to be on the lookout for deception and those who deceive, those who are operating not according to the truth of God's Word, but according to their own ideas or their own reason. We've got to be on the watch for those that are under the influence of deceiving spirits, those who are opposing the word of God. And unfortunately, that also has to be said within the church, that within the church generally uh, in these last years, um, a lot has been decided, a lot has been done that is a contradiction to God's word. And that cannot be the working of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit is the Spirit of truth and he guides us into all the truth of what Jesus has said and done. He, Jesus says that he will remind us of those truths, he will declare them to us. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit is the life, the presence and the power of God within our lives to enable us to live according to the truth. So we've got to be on the watch for anything that is not the truth. It may sound very reasonable, very rational, uh, but if it is not in line with God's word, then ultimately it's deception and it isn't going to work. It isn't going to actually bring about the purposes of God because God can never work through deception. He is the truth and he always works through the truth. So 
I believe this is a challenging time for Christians to make sure that what they think, the way they speak, the way they act, the decisions they make within their churches, and the way in which we witness to the world is really in line with the truth of God, in line with his word, and that we are not allowing ourselves to come under any pressure to compromise the truth, uh, and certainly that we're withstanding any attempts for a spirit of deception to come and have influence in our lives. You're almost suggesting, Colin, that it's going to become more and more challenging for us Christians. I think this is true. I'm working on the the um, study version of the Truth Bible, which or the Truth New Testament, which is uh, going to be published in, in July. Uh, this is involving a great deal of work, as you can imagine. I mean, it was one thing to uh, translate it. It's another thing altogether to actually produce all the study notes and information that is required in, in such a Bible. Uh, but, of course, it's, it's a challenging thing to do. And as I've been doing this, I've been so aware of how many warnings there are against deception. And when I look around uh, at what is happening in the churches today, I can see how timely all these warnings are. Jesus warned the disciples that uh, there would be times of deception. And indeed, uh, before his return, those periods of deception would increase and intensify. Uh, and it's almost as if there's going to be a, a culling, a, a, a division of those who will really hold fast to the truth of God and those who will go the way of deception. Jesus even warns against deceptive signs and wonders uh, and deceptive teachers that will lead people away from the truth and to follow them because of their popularity, because they're saying the things that people want to hear, perhaps because they're, they're actually sort of creating a false gospel that is appealing to people rather than the truth. Because the truth as Jesus challenges uh, us it, it, it is is indeed going to confront us with all those things that come out of the love of self. After all, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he will have to deny himself and take up his cross day by day to follow me. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a temptation to the flesh to follow after teachers that say the popular things, the things we want to hear, the things that um, seem very encouraging on the surface, but actually do not contain the life and the truth and the power of God. So we've got to be on the watch for all these things. And uh, why why is the, the, the nation in such turmoil at present about, um, you know, politically and socially? Well, I think people have seen very clearly that the politicians don't have the answer. Uh, the world has been in the middle of a financial crisis as well as a political crisis during recent months. Uh, so where do the answers lie? Well, God is going to work out his purpose in the middle of all this confusion, all this upheaval. And how does he work out his purpose? Well, he works out his purpose through his church, through his people. So this is a time for the church to radically have a look at what it's doing, what it's teaching, uh, what our strategy is to actually impact the nations with the gospel and not see ourselves as some 
uh, group of people that are being sidelined as being irrelevant uh, to this modern age. We are the answer. I mean, Jesus is the answer, but he's going to work out his answer through the church. Actually, what um, Paul says is that God's whole purpose for creation is going to be outworked through the church. So it isn't that anybody is going to suddenly come up with some great, wonderful new strategy or answer that is going to dramatically change everything overnight. But I believe that there is a call to the church now to return to the truth. And I don't mean in a legalistic, nitty-picky way. But what we are called to do is to live the truth and to actually uh, not only speak it but demonstrate it by the way we live and by the way in which the Holy Spirit operates in us both personally as individual believers and corporately as the body of Christ. So are you anticipating a sort of a, a spiritual shake-up in the nation? There has to be, doesn't there? Because at present, um, I don't believe the voice of God is really being heard. The denominational leaders have not been able to step up to the mark. And I, I don't think it's a question just of, of having, uh, you know, individual voices. Uh, I believe that what God wants to do is to move in churches, that that um, there need to be churches that are experiencing such a move of God that the world, the nation around us, has to sit up and take notice. Now, that's one thing to say. It's another thing to see happening. And it can only happen in and through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it can therefore only happen among a people who are prepared to live the truth, not just proclaim it, live the truth, and they are prepared to face the cost of doing that, and they're not looking for an easy way out or easy answers or just for a Christian life that really has very little going for it in terms of being able to impact the society around us. I think first and foremost, Julia, we've got to step up to the mark in our faith. We, we've got to have a faith expectation that we as the body of Christ, we as the people of God, can really make a difference, that, that we see a shift, we see a change taking place in 2010. We've had a decade where we've seen a decline in so many ways in, in our national life. And... Now we've got to have a decade where we see that shift taking place, that change taking place. We see things being turned around. Now it might take a time, a considerable time, for that to be outworked, but it's got to begin. And I believe that this is the challenge that God is putting before his church now, that we, you know, we, we don't just want to continue our normal church existence and simply be seeking our own spiritual welfare and blessing. But God is saying to his church, believe my word, proclaim my word, but above all, live my word, because it's only by the demonstration of what you live that the world is really going to be impacted. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 